0: As a wee girl, I experienced a lot of difficulty in my young life. My family was ravished by alcoholism, by tragic death and multiple other traumas. And the research suggests that children like me that have experienced multiple traumas in their life are much more likely to have serious mental health problems. They have serious medical conditions, and to possibly even be in jail, that's pretty, pretty big stuff. Yet that's not my experience. That's not my outcome, so why? And that's exactly what I want to talk to you about tonight, the why. So to do that, I need to take you back a wee bit. I need to take you back to my 14-year-old self. And for anybody that's counting, that's not too long ago. So I am this 14-year-old me in my bedroom, doing what most teenagers do, which is pretty nothing. And suddenly I become aware of the most staggering pain in my body. Right in the center of my tummy, I become so aware of this dark, deep, depressing feeling. I had no reference for it, I had no clue where it had come from, it just came all of a sudden. And with this feeling, with the weight of this feeling, it felt like just the most oppressive armoured jacket that you could ever wear. And all of these thoughts were coming. And the thoughts were about how horrible this world was, how it had nothing to offer me, how there was no future, how there was nothing in my future that was worth looking at. It was a kind of a what's-the-point-in-all-of-this-moment. And I had no reference for this whatsoever. It absolutely terrified me. But what happened next terrified me more, because what happened next was this, that I suddenly became aware that I was two people. So I had split, as I saw it, on the two people. I was the person feeling the pain the thoughts that were ravishing my young mind and then I was the other person who could see it. I was the other person who could see what I was thinking and what I was feeling. It was the most terrifying moment because I didn't know what that was. Do you know if you're watching the TV and you can comment on somebody, you can see what they're doing, you can see what they're talking about, it was like that. Now to my 14-year-old self, I like, thought this is crazy stuff, I am crazy. There's no other explanation for it. But my adult self now understands that that was my witness <laughs> mind. And then that witness mind is an amazing tool. But to a 14-year-old, we it it wasn't. So the only thing I could do was shut this down. Shut it up, shut it down, shut up shut up, and never talk about it, think about it, or go near it. And in order to do that, I had to have no negative thought or feeling ever again. So you can imagine that didn't work out well. Mm-hmm. But I did try, and I did for ten solid years, bypassed every bit of pain that ever came my way. I thought about every positive thought that I could think, but what I was trying to do was keep this pain away, keep this witness part of me away. And that worked really well for a while, until the birth of my first son. And it was the birth of my first son that this feeling, this emotion, this difficulty came back. But now it came back harder and faster and sore, and there was no bypassing this one. And there was something instinctive in me that knew I owed it to him. This wasn't about me anymore, that I owed it to this wee boy. And so, what I did and decided to do that day, was that I decided to use this witness thing that was happening to me, that had happened at fourteen to help me, help me understand why I was in so much mental and emotional pain, and I began the terrifying process of looking inward. And that was terrifying. There was two parts of me always: one shouting, "Don't go near it; go find something happy to do," and the other that was whispering. And that, I followed. And what I came to see and understand in my process was this, that these thoughts that were ravishing my head and my body, these thoughts that were dark and depressive and whispered of no future, these thoughts were coming from this emotional wound, this core wound in my body. It wasn't the other way around. It wasn't that I was having these thoughts and having this feeling. It was the other way around. It was that this feeling, this wound, this core wound in my body was screaming and shouting and begging for me to have a look. And the thoughts and the story and the detail that it was bringing out was only a reflection of what I felt. And that seemed really, really important, that I could see that it was coming from the wound, not the other way around. And I could also see that because I try to change every thought, you know? I think we've all done this. You get a negative thought and you put a new spin on it and hope it goes away and it comes back in a different form in a different fashion. And then I knew this was inside. This was a feeling inside me. And so once again, I was led to believe that if I used my body, I would find a way out. And so I went closer to this pain that was in my body It was ravishing me. And as I went closer to it, as I heard it and witnessed it, it was absolutely amazing because what I could see, what I was witness to was this pain, this emotional pain in my body, had a home, it had a place, like right in the guts, right in my stomach. And it would be twisted, it had a shape, it had a colour, it was black, it was dense, it was heavy, it was awful. It had a special way that it moved, and it had a language, and the language was the thoughts and the stories about the nothingness of the world. But what was most extraordinary about sitting so close and being beside this wound was that it gifted me the memory. I was gifted in sitting beside this wound the memory of where this all began. Now, you remember what the research says, don't you? That it'll be because of trauma but it wasn't. This wound did not come from a place of alcoholism or burning houses or any of the trauma that I had experienced. None of that. It came from a conversation that I had with my 10-year-old self And this 10-year-old wee girl was having this conversation with this 10-year-old wee boy, and he was describing how wonderful his world was, how, how these holidays that he was looking forward to was going to be great. And in that moment, I realized, God, I have nothing. At 10, I knew and thought and felt that there was nothing for me in this world. And that's what that was. That's what that pain in my body was. And it just made sense. And so there I was, gifted this pain, by sitting, gifted in this memory by sitting close to the pain. And so it seems to me really important to understand that if we go searching for the big story, for the reason we feel and think the way we do, then we miss the opportunity to find the big emotion <laughs> in our bodies. Because it's the big emotion in our bodies that lead the way out. It's the big emotions in our bodies that lead us to healing and that's what happened for me. I began because I understood where the pain was, I understood the context, I understood its story, I began to take it apart and move it away and guess what? See all of the difficult feelings and all the difficult behaviours and all the rubbish that was attached to it started to dissipate. I didn't need to run after the behaviour and heal that, and heal the thought. And it just once I started to heal this wound in my body, this core wound, everything else started to dissipate. But the next most extraordinary thing happens. As I started to heal, I started to become more aware of joy. Joy and peace and wonder and happiness. And it took me completely by surprise. It wasn't something I was expecting. In fact, it was this time, uh, probably about 10 or 11 years ago, when I had my first clear moment of joy. And I'm standing in the kitchen, and it's a really snowy day. And I'm standing at the island, and I had a second son at this stage. The boys, including my lovely husband, are outside, and they're playing in the snow. The fire's lit. And it's the real kind of foggy day. And I'm just stirring the hot chocolate, nothing big happening. And all of a sudden, like that 14-year-old we girl, this feeling just washes onto my body. And it was the most amazing feeling. It filled my heart and it filled my mind and it was just beautiful. My husband came in and I'm in tears now because this was so overwhelming. And he said, what's up? I said, I don't know. What's this feeling? What's this feeling? And he says, is it it happiness? Is it joy? And I said, I think it's joy. I think it's joy. And from that moment on, joy and contentment and gratitude has been an active part of my life. There has been no books that allowed this. No mindfulness classes, no affirmations, no mantras, just a clearing of the pain, a clearing of the core wound that allowed me to experience life in its fullness. Very natural, a very natural healing process. And I see this healing process every single day, every single day in my clinical practice. I see people taking the brave step of going towards the core wounds and beginning the process of healing. Such an amazing process to be part of. Because my experience has taught me this, that if we are willing, if we are brave enough to go beyond, beneath the story, beneath the thoughts, beneath the words, beneath the behavior, and seek out the pain in our bodies, our bodies will lead us to healing. Our body will lead us to the core wound and the core wound will inform our minds, not the other way around. It's our bodies that help us heal. It's our bodies that inform our mind and give us freedom from the pain within. And that is the freedom that I am experiencing and that is the freedom that is available to every single body in this world. So thank you.